What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up on the podcast, Cannabis Keenan, the man who puts the T in THC, is back in studios. We discuss the Keanu classic, The Replacements. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz round on the mic. You got Cannabis Keenan, he's all right. Caitlin is giving all she can give, and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. Be a drunk fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Hello, Romania. Yeah, uh, our Romania traffic ticked down for a minute to tick back up. Well, that's because I'm shouting them out all the time. You know, tell your friends, Could Romania. Be. Yes, we're very popular in Romania. They account for now 3% of our total listens. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Which is 2% more and mostly 3% more than any other country outside the United States. Yeah, well, so step your game up, Canada. Mexico, what's up? God damn it. We should be popular all over the world. Yeah, where's all of our fans in Switzerland, you know? Fucking A. I, that's what I want to hear. Uh, all right, so anyway, the movie we're going to be reviewing today is The Replacements, as I already said. And I feel like that we decided on this movie because of the NFL playoffs underway fully. The Chiefs started their title defense. Yeah, amen. Uh, sneaked by. Uh, as we have been every week for the last, I don't know, eight I guess weeks. snuck by, not sneaked by, but eh, snuck by. I wasn't going was to say anything. I'm not the grammar police. We took care of it and in the end. Uh, anything is possible. We should be drinking Hennessy. Uh, today if we were really well, planning where was this fucking great idea when we talked about this that would have been a great idea it just came to me as i was talking god right there, damn it you know you know what we're stopping the recording we're going down the street we're going buying to some Hennessy. No, no 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 i've got a, a gas station down the road that sells it oh really oh yeah nice gas station yeah they got the good shit they got the good shit they got that good hooch baby i want to say did you guys all really think we were going to be done with the kiana son, or with kiano after the kiana sons this is i think get his, the fuck out of here is it his fourth or fifth appearance as, as a main character definitely at least four i think it's a f- no five, five. we did break point yeah. too yeah point and, break or point break yeah break point. But that was part of the kiana sons wasn't it it was okay, so i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's four yeah but we'll do another one for sure yeah sorry i gotta adjust my mic here it's being very persnickety there we go Persnickety. Uh, so, I guess we'll do a quick recap here because this is a football movie and we are unabashed football fans, especially Chiefs fans. And, you know, that was, that was, uh, not, I didn't, I personally, the last 25 minutes of that game against Cleveland, I was acting like an irrational five year old. Like, I, I'll admit it. I'm 30, I'll be 32 uh, in a, about a month and a half. And I was having, um, a fit. What do they call it when kids get all? Per- uh, you were you were throwing a temper tantrum. Temper tantrum. I was absolutely throwing a temper yeah. tantrum. I was unhinged. I was screaming, f- 
for probably 20 solid minutes. Like my voice was hoarse after the game. My dad left the room. He wouldn't continue to watch with me. He felt <laughs> I was too passionate about the game. And I told him that he was being a little bitch because this is the playoffs. That's what you said to your dad was you're being a little bitch. I, I did. I was like, dad, you're being a little bit of a bitch. Being a, a little bitch. <laughs> well, I can see why you left the room if you're going to insult him like that. Well, hey, you know, it's the playoffs. If you're not coming, if you're not coming to fucking root for your team, don't bother with me, man. That's fair. I, I mean, will fucking eviscerate you. I was pacing around. After Mahomes went down, I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, I was, a lot of F-bombs, but I wasn't throwing a Moody like a five-year-old that oh, dropped all their sweets. I was know? absolutely throwing a Moody like a five-year-old that <laughs> dropped all of his sweets. It, yeah. was, it was ridiculous. I was ashamed of my behavior probably 11 minutes after it happened. The first 10 minutes I spent telling my like, rationalism, like, it's the playoffs, man. It's a big deal. Pat went down. Fucking Chad Henney came in. It was, it was a pretty big deal. So you know what? You acted a little out of random. You're okay. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I was sitting down next to my dad. Uh, and the next game was on. I'm like, I kind of fucking melted down there, didn't I? He's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you need to calm down a little bit. It's like you, My parents always, well, my parents, my mom, my dad's not that much of a bitch. He's like, you need to see, like, when I was watching Lakers, when I was a kid, and, you know, it was like 15 to, well, I mean, I was watching them before that, but when I got league passes, like 15, I would watch them every, I would watch every game, every fucking game. And uh, it, could, it, it could be game one. Uh, or game seven of the finals, and I would st- uh, it, middle of the season. I would fucking throw temper tantrums if they didn't if they weren't winning every single game. It was I was a terrible, terrible person to be around. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I would have thrown a big temper tantrum for sure had the Chiefs ended up losing, but thank God we pulled it out. And uh, you know, on to next week. Yeah, well, Pat's and concussion. Pat Mahomes, the greatest quarterback uh, to well, when it's all said and done, maybe ever play. Uncle Patrick. Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat is in concussion protocol. And you know what, man? They're already sowing this kind of narrative that he was somehow choked out as he was being tackled, like 4.5 seconds that made him, you know, pass out. Uh, I think we're if you're an adult with eyes, you can watch the game and see that that was not what happened, and he was absolutely concussed. But Roger Goodell... He did kind of uh, stone-cold stun there, though, while he was on the ground. They were were grabbing at his neck and kept twisting it around. Yeah. I thought it was more dirty than they let on. It definitely was. It definitely was a dirty play. It was a dirty play. He did wrap his arm around his neck, so I understand why they're saying that. But when it's all said and done, Roger Goodell is never, ever going to allow Chad Henney to start an AFC championship game. Yeah. It won't happen. The, the, dude, Patrick could be partially decapitated, but if he was conscious, Roger would say, roll him out there, man. But can he play? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Remember that from that other teen movie? Oh, yes. The I guy was yeah. like, can he play? But can he play? Yeah. <laughs> so that that was your real best sports take. Yep. That's my, that was. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. I know this is technically not a sports podcast, so we'll move on. Uh, should mention that I didn't know this before today i've watched this movie conservatively 100 times in my lifetime and i didn't know this before this viewing when i was doing research that this movie is in fact based on a true story yeah that's uh, that's crazy that's 19- absolutely crazy didn't know that oh yeah 1987 uh player lockout the uh washington then r words uh they had a completely replacement player team and they won the last three games of the season to make the playoffs yeah good for them so I always thought this was bullshit and made up. Like, why didn't they just go full biopic with it and just do the actual players? I guess because they couldn't be as funny. They couldn't take. Yeah, they needed to uh, make some jokes in there, you know. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe I mean, who knows if those guys on the team were characters that are interesting? Maybe it was pitched as a full-on biopic, and then they were like, you know what? This is boring as shit. And this is what Hollywood turned it into. And you know what, Hollywood? 
This time you did great. Yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. This story that's like Rudy, fuck that. Let's get Orlando Jones in there and make him not catch. We'll we'll put some stick him on his hands and we'll talk about jacking off an elephant. It's great. And no, I'm all about it. And I will be the first to admit that the coaching, the play calling, the players, the way that's it's all hogwash. It's complete nonsense. It's not true to how actual football is played. From a strategic perspective, from a physical perspective, from a, a million different ways. But God damn it, this movie has heart and I love it. But I'll give them this. I think that when they're actually running the plays, this movie does do a good job of like showing the action of a football game. I feel like that's hard to do. Some movies do it well. Some movies kind of suck at it. I, yeah. I think this movie did a good job of like showing how a play was going down. Friday Night Lights is the all-time showing football plays. The football footage there is incredible. That's great, and I just watched Any Given Sunday, and that's pretty good, too. Oh, but dude, I forgot. Any Given Sunday, also incredible. It has kind of the same joke as this movie, with them puking in the huddle. But, you know, whatever. It, that, well, technically, I think, which one came out? It had been, this, this, I think Any Given pretty Sunday close. was the 90s, and this was 2000? Yeah, I think Any Maybe Given it was Sunday. 99 or yeah, something? Yeah, w- Willie Beeman. He keeps the ladies straight creaming. It's Willie Beeman. I keep the ladies straight creaming. And such, all my fans. Such a gross it's line. Screaming. I, how that's such a gross line. Uh, okay, release date. I didn't realize this until now. Nine eleven two thousand exactly one year before the World Trade Center. Oh well, there you go. I, I love like nine eleven. I'm okay. I don't know. I how I didn't realize that when I first wrote it down. Director is Howard Deutsch. I think that's how you say his name. D- how do you, how's it spelled? D e u t c h. I'd say Deutsch. Deutsch. Deutsche. Yeah. yeah. Das ist okay. ein Deutsches Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Von Hammersmark. My nom is Deutsch, yeah. Before this, Howard, Howie's, uh, uh, we call him in the business. Howie? Howie. Mm-hmm. We're, Howie Deutsch? We're familiar. Howie German, that's what I call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howie German, it's like those mafia Howie names. the German. Yeah, we got uh, Eddie No-Nos and uh, Freddy two times. You got that name because there's everything two times. I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Yeah. You know, you know that movie? Jimmy two times. Yeah, yeah good fellas. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I wasn't sure. Adam at Conrad used to call me that because apparently I used to say shit two times. I didn't realize it, but he was <laughs> like, you're just two-timing it, huh? I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Uh, before this, he's known for Some Kind of Wonderful, which was one of that John Hughes-written movie, those uh, kind of Pretty in Pink era day movie. It has... I feel like I saw it on Cinemax or some shit one time mm-hmm. just randomly, and I actually sat movie. there and watched it, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's pretty all right. I, I, I watched it, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it as yeah, well. It's, it's uh, What's that guy's name who was the original Marty McFly before Michael J. came in? Yeah, see, I can't remember. Eric, the, Eric Stoltz. Eric yep, Stoltz. And he's totally they, the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also that lady who was famous in the 80s and then just kind of dis- disappeared into obscurity. Oh, that one? Yeah. No. Oh, that lady? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. I know that one that you're talking that, about. The one who's not uh, Leah Thompson or T- T- <laughs> Leah, Leah, what's her name? Yeah, Leah Thompson from, uh, what's it called? Or Molly Ringwald? It's not Molly Ringwald. It's not Molly Ringwald. All right, hold on. Yeah, just let's look this up because this is going to bother me. Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson? That's her. Mary Stuart Masterson. She has a crazy name. And the last movie I think I can remember her doing that was of merit was that movie with Johnny Depp called, uh, yep, blanket on that too. Fried green tomato? No, no. Benny, Benny and June. Benny and June. Benny and June. And June spelled J O O N. Yeah, I thought that was J O A N. June. It's June, June yeah. which is a stupid fucking way to spell. Like J U N E, I get. J- who's, well, that's a fucking stupid name. Uh, she's she's continued to do some random stuff here and there, but, you know. Not yeah, tons. She lot was big stuff. in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, before this, known for Grumpier Old Men, The Odd Couple 2, and directed lots of TV, all over the place with TV. The, TV, the guy's a critically acclaimed TV director. After this, he directed the whole 10 yards, which is completely inferior to the whole nine yards in every way. Have you seen it? Sequels usually are. Yeah, it's true. I never saw the whole 10 yards, no. Mm. 
Yeah, don't waste your time. <laughs> and then also lots more television. Cast. Cats. Cats. <laughs> the musical. Keanu Reeves is Shane Falco. Gene. No, wait. No, not no, like pussycats, like the club bad down by the airport. <laughs> like, doesn't that bitch look like she smokes a ton of cigarettes? They both kind of do, but I don't know. They're kind of hot. That one oh. chick slapping the other chick on the ass. Yeah, they're hot in this super slutty kind of way that oh, yeah, I'm very absolutely. much into. Absolutely. Toot toot. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> bad girls. I fucking love this movie. It's hey. such a great yes. movie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Cats. You're good. Cats. Yeah, ca- cats. Keanu Reeves is Shane Falco. Gene Hackman. And I'm going to say his name every time like that. Unfortunately, as Jimmy McGinty Uh, and Brooke Langton. Oh my god, I I had such a big crush on her when this movie came out, and I still do. Annabelle, Annabelle Farrell. I really don't know. Well, we'll get into it. I'm sure. I don't. I don't know what else I would know her from. But yeah, I had a massive crush on her. Oh, dude, she's just she's like that kind of beautiful that you're like, oh, I could like this girl is like you know, there's like hot like the two the two slutty. <laughs> yeah, the two Those girls are trailers. hot. She's like gorgeous, beautiful. She's very beautiful. Yeah, well, like uh, that's the girl you marry. Like Annabelle's the girl you marry, and the two sluts from the cat house or whatever that the fucking two sluts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> that went that went from six to midnight real quick. <laughs> uh, well, hey man, she was getting the deaf guys like she's like, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, 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 that's the universal sign uh, language for that. Yeah, like you don't have to know how to sign to be like, I I will blow you. That's a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. Um, honorable mention to or a lot this what a great cast. Honorable mention to Orlando Jones's Clifford Franklin. Yeah, Orlando Jones bats a hundred. Oh, uh, a does thousand. such a good job or uh, a thousand, I guess. Yeah, Clifford Jones has shitty. tricks that Clifford Jones doesn't even know about yet. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. Clifford uh, Jones like a cold, uh, the football like a cold to Clifford Jones. I'm the only one catching it. I'm the only one coming down with it. <laughs> such a good fucking line, <laughs> dude. He, that's such a that's a great monologue. It's so oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, John Favreau as Danny Bateman. Reese, Ef- I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Reese Efons as Nigel Gruff. Yeah, big in the 2000s. I feel like kind of. Oh, disappeared. he's still in a bunch of movies. He was he was a villain in the, one of the most recent Spider-Man movies. Oh, that's true. Actually, he's well, in, not he's one in of the most recent. He was one of the Andrew Garfield ones. Oh, was it Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Okay. Not I actually the most just watched recent. it not too terribly long ago, though. Hot a take. decent Spider-Man movie. People, people hate me for this. I think Andrew Garfield was. Far superior to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I 100% agree with you. I just, I hate Tobey Maguire. I fucking can't stand watching his stupid fucking face on, on screens. I can't he's do it. He's just such a pouty little bitch he's all the time. A- and he's supposed to be in high school, but he's like a 45-year-old like, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't buy it. So no. I went back and watched those, all, all the Spider-Man, all the Spider-Man movies, uh, including Into the Spider-Verse. Which is, might be the best one of all. It though. might be. I yeah, think it might so be. Fucking it's good. so good. Which it's a you know it's a cartoon so you can do more with it I guess it's not a cartoon Keenan it's computer generated imaging. Well yeah whatever it's CG movie whatever but point is Tobey Maguire sucks we should do that Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. On oh this. dude you I would I you remember that photo I was just telling you about that I threw during the game you would see me go through that through on this podcast we I should would do fr- Spider Man three I would freak the fuck out that's Spider-Man the worst 3 one is so bad it's so dude. Big when he goes through emo phase because he yes. gets a little bit of venom blood yeah yes. no, no, I can't do that Sandman yeah <laughs> it's so terrible it looks like he's fucking has dashboard confessional he's got playing that in his AirPods that they recreate from the second one but he's goth this time or whatever I mean this is the most PC way possible <laughs> that was so gay in the worst way oh uh, yeah it was super lame very lame uh, okay. And then uh, final honorable mention to Faison Love is Jamal. That guy's in a lot of shit. Like, I always remember him in uh, Elf most uh, re- like That's what I remember most of my mind. This movie in Elf. Yeah, but besides, I-, I mean, this movie, even when I saw him in Elf, I was like, oh, that's the guy from The Replacement. For sure. Yeah. 
There's so many people from this movie. Even John Favreau, for the longest time, was just that guy from the replacements for me. Right, exactly. Like you know, looking back on what John Favreau's career arc is, has how the trajectory has gone in this movie. What a weird choice. Shit, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, probably Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, all of them. Hackman, Hackman, a little bit. Uh, Superman, because I watched that a bunch as a kid, but I didn't recognize it as the same dude because he's got that hair. And, uh, oh yeah, and, you know what? That's a wild role for Hackman. Hackman, but yeah, so. Yeah, pretty much everybody I just knew from this movie. Keanu Reeves. So we've covered him extensively on this podcast, but I still managed to find, I might be repeating some, I don't remember exactly what I said about it, but I got five really fun facts. We are Keanu fans. We are huge Keanu fans. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Keanu's father earned his GND while in Hawaii federal prison for selling heroin at the airport. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's one way to go to high school. Yeah. What's, uh... G-N-D? G-E-D. G-E-D, okay. Yeah, I was you guys, like, G-E-D. All right, all right. I, I thought like... you said G-N-D. I was like, I don't know what that is. I feel like the bullies would be way worse at the federal pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not getting your lunch money taken, you're getting shivved or fucked in the ass. Yeah, copying off your homework, what are you going to do? Yeah. Number two, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Who's monitoring these guys in federal prison, like, taking these G-E-D tests? Cheating on the They test. won't cheat. <laughs> uh, number two, Keanu's mother has been married and divorced four times. All right. So Keanu had a stepdad or two growing up. All right. Was uh, Keanu was almost uh, was going to be a professional hockey player in Canada before career-ending injury? No shit. Shit. That is a fun fact for me. Yep. He was going to be professional. He was going to be a goalie, professional hockey player. He's going to be a goalie, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Yeah. I feel like he's. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't really know what goalies look like. I feel but like I he's a they'd defense be bigger. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's well. I think the, the pads I feel like he'd be have. a striker. You yeah, know? could be. Easy, yeah, easy. could be. Keanu dropped out of high school. Does not have his diploma. Oh, shit, maybe he needs to sell some heroin, get his GED, <laughs> like his dad did. <laughs> G-I-D, wasn't B-I-G. Sorry, I, I got ready to die on vinyl this week, and I've just been listening to it nonstop. Oh, very nice. And finally, Keanu turned down $11 million to be the main character in Speed 2 in favor of touring with his band. Did not know Keanu was uh, ever had a band. I, $11 million back in 95 or 96, whenever that came out, I'd be like, hey, guys, why don't we just, I'll do this movie. And then we'll tour. Who did they get in Speed 2? Uh, uh, fuck, his name is going to fucking... It's bothering me, too. I feel like I should know. It's on know. the tip of my tongue. Uh, Patrice. Uh, uh, something Patrice. Uh, shit. Is it Jason Patrick? Jason Patrice. Patrick. I think it's Patrice. Speed 2. Jason Patrick. It's J- PA- Jason- yeah, it's Jason Patrick. There's an okay at the end, but I'm pretty sure it's Jason Patrick. But I think it's Patrice. He's the guy from The Lost Boys. Yeah, Thou it shall is. Well, little sister. Anyway, yeah, moving on. <laughs> that song is so goddamn catchy. It's such a good song. It's such a good song. Oh, Speed Two Cruise Control. Just for a fun fact, on IMDb, three point nine out of ten. Prime for this podcast. It's a little overrated. <laughs> yeah. Speed, on the other hand, great. Movie. Seven point two. Yeah, you know, and that it's up. I, something tells me. I don't, th- that wasn't because of Jason Patrice or Pat, whatever his fucking name is. It was because that guy at the movie failed. I think it was poor writing. It was probably partly because of Jason Patrice, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, Gene Hackman. Hackman. Before this, known for obviously The French Connection, probably his most famous movie ever. Young Frankenstein did not remember him in that, but he plays Blind Man. Really? I do not remember don't him. Don't remember that? him. Yeah. All right. Superman 2, the, I mean, worst, maybe worst comic book movie of all time. It's pretty bad. Yeah, whatever. Hoosiers, Unforgiven, low-key the best Western ever. It's a good movie. He does really good in that, too. Yeah, but Bill, what's his name? Wild, uh, fuck. 
Oh, I can't. I can't think. He had a cool name, though. Yeah, cool name. Anybody doesn't want to be killed, better head out the back. (laughs) And then Clint Eastwood fucks. Oh, dude, Clint Eastwood fucks in that movie. Mm -hmm. He's so good. Anybody doesn't want to get killed. Crimson Tide, The Birdcage, underrated movie as well. Uh, yeah. So shout out to Sam for showing me The Birdcage. Robin Williams, fantastic, very funny movie. It is a very funny movie. Plays a senator. Uh, Get Shorty and Enemy of the State. After this, known for the Mexican. Heartbreak, which is a weird movie with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Yeah, it's uh, it's a gun, right? The Mexican is a gun. Am I wrong about that? I can't remember that, but it's a continuation of that. Uh, fuck that franchise with uh, Antonio Penderes. Ah, I'm pretty <sighs> sure. Uh, Johnny <laughs> Depp's in it. <laughs> Johnny Depp's in it. Oh, gets his eyes cut off or on. whatever. This is a continuation of El Mariachi. I think so. No shit. Don't quote me on that. Now I do. I if that's so. true, I want to watch it. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's true. It seemed like a shitty rom-com. Could be thinking of a different movie. It seemed though. like a shitty rom-com with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Actually, yeah, that's a different movie that I'm thinking of. Okay. Fuck, what's the one I'm thinking Once of? Once Upon a Time in Mexico? That's the one I'm thinking that of. That movie is good. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's where Johnny Depp loses his eyes. Yeah, and somehow yeah, just, okay, li- okay. just wears these sunglasses and like, ah, it's, it's cool, I'm just bleeding out of my eye holes. Yeah. The Mexican, though, actually, I did watch it one day with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts, and it's decent. It is a, it's a rom-com, but it's you know whatever. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Also known for the Royal Tenenbaums, and his last film before retiring was Welcome. Oh, Heartbreakers! I, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt in that movie. Have you seen it? I never saw it, but shout out to the Royal Tenenbaums. That's a great movie. It is good, but we we need to spend more time giving a shout out to Heartbreakers because Jennifer Love <laughs> Hewitt was fucking gorgeous and great in that movie, and okay. I love her, and she can call me. Um, Welcome to Mooseport, his final film, that one with Ray Romano. Oh, God, I remember when it came out. I don't think I ever saw it. Though. It looked like shit. Yeah, like even, even the trailers terrible. were like, mm, not for me. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Ray Romano fan, you know? I never really watched Everybody Loves uh, Raymond. The uh, episodes I saw, I thought were funny, but, like, I never watched it enough to really, uh, you know, you know. It's my best Ray Romano. I, I can't <laughs> say words. Like, I put my socks in the drawer. Robert, uh, Robert. Uh, I feel like I'm being fozzy. A little Roma, bit. The Muppets, you know? A little bit. There's a little bit of Fozzie to him, yeah. for sure. Like, what Kermit is... A little bit is, of Kermit, too. What Kermit yeah. is to Patrick Mahomes, Fozzie is to Ray Romano, right? <laughs> yeah, in their, absolutely. In their vocal patterns? Absolutely. Okay. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. Brooke oh, Langton. She, before this, is known for parts on Baywatch, Beverly Hills 90210, Party of Five, the movie Swingers. There's a connection okay, there here between John Favreau and Brooke Langton. There you go. And then after this, known for a movie called The Benchwarmers, I think that's a David Spade and Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Flight. I did see that movie. Rob Schneider is the character. I think John Heater is in that movie. He is. Heater is in the guy. Yeah. That fuck. Thank God that guy fell off. That game. It was like that's the only thing he did after Napoleon Dynamite. And it was terrible. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. He did that movie Blades of Glory. That was pretty funny. That's true. And I, I think I remember watching the Benchwarmers and being like, "This is funnier than I thought it was." But yeah, uh, but your expectations at a fucking zero. Oh, it was very. All, as, as yeah. one good joke, I'm like, "Oh, this is better than that." Oh, it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when you go into the airport and you're expecting single ply toilet paper, but it's actually two ply instead of one. You're like, "Oh fuck, this isn't so bad." It's really still terrible. What airport are you expecting to get? Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Right. If you get the two ply, that's what I'm saying. I see what your you're expectations saying. are so low that if two ply comes out, you're like, "Fuck yeah, man!" You know what? That what did that for me when I started really noticing that. Like, I would have noticed eventually, but the movie Clerks. Yeah. When he's like, yeah, come on, let me get some of that good toilet paper. And then he goes and dies and jerks off in the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, jerks off and That's dies the in the bathroom. Yeah. Man. But anyway. After this, yeah, yeah, lots of bench warmers, lots of TV. Yep. So, but she's great. I I feel like this movie, she should have, 
I don't know how she didn't get more opportunities after this movie. She was great. She did a good job, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's hard to work with. Maybe. Brooke Langton, if you're out there and listening, you are vastly underutilized. Your usage rate is way too low in Hollywood the last 20 years. You should have been in way more movies. You're a great actor. You're smoking hot. And you've got the it. You've got the it to be to be great. We're turning this podcast into the Real Buzz Brooke Langton comeback podcast. Yeah, I'm all, I'm I, I dude. I had so much stock bought in Brooke Langton after this movie. I'm like she's gonna be huge. Oh, did you? I did. I'm like she's gonna yeah. be huge. I love her. She's great. As an 11 year old boy, yeah. You're like, oh, oh I'm like I'm buying I'm buying stock. I'm buying Brooke Langton stock for yeah. sure. Had a poster on your wall or something. Yeah, I still I still own that stock, and I'm it's never gonna recover. You're trying to cash it in right now. I from would what it like, looks like to. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like she was great. <laughs> you did a great job, Brooke. Good job. I love you, Brooke. Call me. Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime was an hour and 58 minutes, and my first thought was, that's entirely too long. But this movie doesn't drag at this all. This movie just moves along so fucking well. It's just, you think, two hours. Like, how is there... I never once was like, oh, when is this ending? Like, I was like, this is great. That You would think two hours, normally for a PG-13 sports comedy, you think... And 90 minutes. 90 minutes is the absolute limit. This movie exceeded that by 28. And I think they did a great job. Yeah, and there are like six minutes of credits, too. So it's it's True. really only like, I don't know, <laughs> what was it, well, 152 I, minutes? I but either way. There's five minutes of credits in most 90-minute movies, too. So I mean. Well, sometimes what I've learned from watching or doing this podcast is like uh, sometimes there's only like 30 seconds of credits. Like it goes real fast. Or like sometimes there's only a minute. That's like the older movies. Yeah. As it gets to the 2000s and shit like that, like credit times them start down. going up. Or, yeah. yeah, or they're just like, we got to fucking thank everybody. I think they used to not think like, <laughs> well, there used to not be like digital effects type people and That's shit true. like that too, I guess. Or, you're, you're right. I think crew you know, has probably expanded substantially in the last yeah. 15 to 20 years. Producers, shit like that. Yep. Here's our thank you to our Australian team and our uh, German team true. and our American team. Yep. You know? Different crews, different locations. Budget was $50 million. Was surprised at how high that budget was because it does seem pretty high. What are you paying for other than Keanu? Uh, the use of the NFL stadium. Oh, that's a good point. They I'm did, pretty sure they filmed at halftime. They No, they filmed. They, uh, I have some I don't Ravens know. game. I'm not sure. They, uh, they did film in Baltimore Ravens Stadium. Yeah. That's true. That, and that's just, I didn't look up trivia this time. That's just shit that I knew about this movie because I have also seen this movie a hundred oh, yeah. times. When the, and that was, it's kind of cool. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool that they filmed in Baltimore. Yeah, no. $50 million. Yeah, like an actual yeah. NFL stadium. You know, I yeah. thought maybe they did like a soundstage and made it look like an NFL stadium. I don't know. Yeah, I think they just let people kind of hang out if they wanted to. You know? uh, that, like, one, uh, you know what? One, maybe it was after the game. At one point, they think they, were, like, they invite veterans in to come watch the film. Oh, filming. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, stuff like that. Budget was $50 million, Opened at $11 million, Oof. Grossed $50,047,000. Well, at least it made some money. No, it didn't. I mean, I don't think... After marketing and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it still lost money. Yeah, that's true. All right, plot keywords. Uh, there was a surprising dominant um, to, uh, dominant theme within these plot keywords that I didn't see coming. Does it have to do with flashing? Male flashing? It does. That's because... Uh, yep. Well, get to the plot keywords, but Nigel, my God, he is a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. In this movie, he multiple times he's just shown in his a public dick. bar. He just shows <laughs> yeah. his dick to yeah. those girls, and it's weird because they're like, "Oh, like they, it's like they yeah, like no, it." No, that's not happening. A guy who looks like <laughs> Nigel, who's shown his dick to women in a public bar, is not getting that kind of response. I don't care absolutely. how good looking his dick is. When he's when he's standing in his locker, just holding his dick. Cheers, bitch. Well, he says, Cheers, babe, babes. but you know that he. Ole, ole. Cheers, babes. <laughs> it shows that. Yeah. Anyway, 
So yeah. I, I'm not surprised that the plot keywords have all to do with this. <laughs> Male rear nudity, flashing penis, and I yep. have in parentheses, Nigel tends to do this quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Bare butt. Male objectification and mooning. Yeah, so I guess that all checks out. But no football, no uh, none not, of that, huh? Th- it was there, but I like look at the top ten to twelve, and like not much. I mean, that's five. Yeah, yeah. That's, so you still just pick out the ones that. Yeah, you, but it's still like five of the top twelve. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, not crazy because Nigel. I mean, it happens like three times. It's like Jesus Christ. He just goes woo. Yeah, it's, the it's, bar one's the worst because it's just. Well, I mean, they're all pretty. But he flashes his teammates at one point. Yeah, which you know what? It's just weird how 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 fun they make it seem and like it's just an innocent prank. You're like in the locker room. Yes, I'm. That's fine. I don't really give a shit. That's but like in a public bar, like <laughs> like these these girls did not ask to see your dick. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. All right, now we are going on to taglines. The first one is the obvious pain heels, chick dick scars, glory, glory lasts, lasts forever, forever, which is totally true. Which is on the back of your t-shirt, it which should the be the of front of your t-shirt. Well, I know, like, I just, I think that Falco and number 16 is cooler. It is, and for the for the YouTube audience, uh, you'll get to see, your laptop's kind of blocking, but in the next no, no, shot, no, you'll in, get in, to see in the, in the, in the, uh, well, in the next shot. Yeah, in the, the wide the wide yeah. shot, you can see that I am I'm repping the Shane Falco uh, jersey. Yeah, it's a t-shirt jersey. Footsteps Falco, Footsteps number sixteen. Falco. Number sixteen in your playbooks, but number one in your hearts. That's a terrible. That was a terrible. Fal- Falco the Fabulous is what um, Madden refers to him as at the end of the movie. He does. Yeah, that's all Madden at one point in the movie. Yeah, Pat Summerall. They actually do a good job. They they. Do oh yeah, good, absolutely. They, I, I mean, for having I mean, for having scripted words. They sold it pretty well. They were good. No, yeah, he's he's smoking on the field. I saw it. <laughs> smoking everything. John, I'm sure you were just imagining that. How long have we been working together, John? I don't know, 16 years? 16, 20 years? <laughs> yeah. uh, have you ever seen that? Not on a football field. Not on a football field. <laughs> like, where's Frank Caliendo when you need him? Yeah, shout out to those two. They might be my drinking buddies. I don't know. We'll uh, see what happens. But, yeah, okay, I'll hang okay. out in the booth. I, I had so many great options. But, but, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Second tagline. This one, I absolutely fucking hate whoever allowed this to be put on any kind of a movie poster should be fired immediately because it's terrible throw the ball catch the girl keep it simple yeah real bad i mean horrendous just terrible like how did that there throw the ball catch the girl keep it simple why not just you know you don't have to have more than one just just have the one you don't have to have like another shitty one if anything just throw on like they could have done i will survive Fuck it. Make that a tagline. See, that's way better. Yeah. And that's how I know that song. I am a huge fan of that song to this day, especially the cake version, but the original yeah. as well because of this movie. Oh, the original, the cake one's really fun. I am embarrassed to say that I thought this was a urethra Front Franklin song for a long time. Did you say urethra? I did. Yeah. Or, or I know it's urethra. I like saying urethra okay. Franklin. Yeah. I thought that was her. It's not. It is... Um, I saw this. I don't know who it is. I saw it at the end of the movie. I, st- I still think it's Aretha. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know who it is. I thought you were going to tell me. I no, no, no. I, the the thing is, I di- I did look at it and I made a mental note, but I didn't write it down. And is it, it like Patty? Le- no, no, I will no, no, no. survive. It's uh, Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, yeah, Gaynor. yeah, it's yeah, Gaynor. yeah. Gloria, Gloria Gaynor. Gaynor. Anyway, it's Gloria do a backflip off of the top dock Gaynor. Is that what a Gaynor is? It is. It's a backflip. It's an inverted backflip. I thought you were supposed to like hold your leg or some shit. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, I've never been athletic enough to attempt one, so I really can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was like, do a gainer. Like, Fuck you, I'm doing a cannonball. 
Or a pencil <laughs> dive. I can do this. Exactly. Or I'm just going to jump and like fall, you know. Yeah. Know. Honestly, it's going to be a belly flop. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for net worths. Two chains. Because we forgot to do them before Specs and I was going to say, yeah. All right. Here we go. We've done Keanu Reeves a bunch of times, but I think I looked it up again. I think it's changed. And I don't remember anyway. All right. Well, how much do you think? Uh, 75 million. Okay. 360. Jesus God <laughs> almighty. Are you serious? Yeah. $360 million? Yeah. Holy fuck, man. Well, the- John Wick, everything. I John mean, he's Wick. doing it all. I mean, The Matrix has some good residue, I bet. Yeah, he d- he's doing Cyberpunk 2077. That's that, all. That That's game a- looks fun. Well, here's the real buzz video game minute for you. It's busted as shit. I'm playing on a base PS4, so it's expected not to run that good, but it's busted as shit. PlayStation, Sony pulled it from the PlayStation store, so you can't even buy it anymore. Too buggy? Too buggy. It's buggy as shit. I'll, and I'll, they're doing I'll, I'll refunds. Wait. Okay. Yeah, wait. Eventually, if you get a PS5. I will get a PS5. That's when you should play the they're game. They're just not available right now. I mean, unless you want to pay double the price for one on eBay, which I'm not going to do. Well, the good news is they, they're pushing back the delay of the release on PlayStation 5 for a while, too, to try to fix the console problems that they have now. That's so, the thing. I never buy a console immediately. Yeah. There's always shit wrong with it. Well, I mean, the cyberpunk version of PlayStation 5. PlayStation oh, okay. 5 itself is doing okay, but you, except for you can't find it anywhere. No, but, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably buy, I would say in the next six months, I'll have a PlayStation 5. I, yeah, if it if not the next six months, certainly Black Friday next year. Yeah, Around for that sure. time, I'll get it. All right, Gene. Hackman. Hackman. Three hundred and sixty mil though. Good for Keanu. Yeah, uh, Keanu's doing. He's killing it, man. I mean, fuck, seventy five for Gene Hackman. Dude, good, good, good guess. Eighty million. Got all righty. That, that's a good guess. All right, and then Brooke. He's old as balls, too, these I days, I cannot right? believe he's still alive. Like, yeah. when I was going through his IMDb and all of the title, like, all, everything he'd been in, it's 100 different credits, and they span back to the early 60s, dude. Yeah, and he hasn't acted in 10, uh, no, no, 15 16 years. years 16 2004. Years. I think yeah. 2004. 16 years. It's crazy. He's probably just hanging out, fucking pooping his pants. Uh, for sure shitting himself. Yeah. He's definitely at that age where he's just like, it, it's not even just because he's incontinent. He just is so old. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, I'm not getting up to go to the bed. I'm just going to shit right here. He's got, he's got, a, <laughs> I've got $80 million. You'll clean it up. Exactly. He's got a nurse. He pays a million dollars a year to make sure that he wipes his ass. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he or she, I don't know. Maybe it's a male nurse. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we did specs and deeds by keywords tagline. Please give us your canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. <laughs> All right. After a player strike in the NFL, legendary head coach Jimmy McGinty, played by Gene Hackman, is Hackman. hired <laughs> is hired to build a team of replacement players to finish out the season. Led by Shane Footsteps Falco, played by Keanu Reeves, at quarterback, can the Washington football team of rejects finish out the season strong? Find out in The Replacements. I absolutely love saying Hackman. Hackman. I guess we, we should, since we're making that reference so much, we should say that is a South Park reference. Yeah, but if you are a fan of the show at all, you should be expecting that South Park reference at any part of this uh, episode. The episode. At any episode. The episode with Christopher Reeves and Hackman is writing genius, by the way. What do you think, Hackman. It's Gene. It, yeah, it's Superman becomes not paralyzed by eating baby fetuses. Essentially, it's real fucked up. Dead baby, like dead dead feet. They're not alive. They, they're they're aborted. I think they're aborted. Aborted fetuses. fetuses yeah. yeah, it's it's 
terrible. It's, it's really, really dark. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I definitely remember the Hackman. You can't stop me, Hackman. Because <laughs> he's Superman. It's the, right, it's the best part of the whole episode. Right. Uh, okay, now it is time for the Real Buzz Rundown. And do you want me to start, Keen, or do you want to... Or do you want to start and I can sprinkle in? I mean, I don't. I have any, we go either way, baby. Okay, I'll I'll start and because uh, I have, I did. I was thinking, man, I don't know if they're gonna have enough notes on this movie. I have an insane amount of notes on this movie. Yeah, I got quite a bit. I got quite a bit. I I don't. I I do want to just say from the top though. Like I said, you said you've seen it countless times. Oh, yeah. I've seen it countless times too. Uh, I was telling you before the podcast that. I didn't know if I'd have time to watch it, you know, what time I'd be oh, able yeah. to. And I was yeah. like, this might be one of those movies that I could just fucking do without watching it. Without rewatching. Because even when I was watching it, I was, it's one of those movies, every line I was fucking saying before they said it. It's like, yep, oh, yeah, I just remember this movie beat for beat. But I fucking love that I do, and I love this movie. So yeah. Fant- it's a fantastic movie. Footsteps, Falco, all day, baby. So I really, I, it's, it even in just to kind of piggyback off that point, it just, right as it begins, the opening song, the uh, lit. You know, uh, it's the song was not lit. I mean, that as the kids say, it was by a band called Lit. Right. And it's the it's the nineties, two thousands fucking like it just reeks kind of, of it so much. A little not really. Not uh, hinderish. Um, it's uh more like Hoobastank. Hoobastank or like a uh fuck. Early two thousands kind of grungy rock. Yeah. What what's the band I'm thinking of? Third eye blindish type yeah, stuff. Little, yeah. yeah, I'd say Hoobastank makes with a little third eye blind. Yeah. But that's the band lit. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which, not um, like the kids I mean, say though. Yeah, but it's not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not using it as an adjective. That's the actual band name, and it just brought in a lot of nostalgia for that point in my life. Which, unfortunately, at that point in my life, I was listening to bands like Lit. Yeah, for as much though as when we started watching Fuel. It, is Fuel a band? Like, I, I feel like Fuel's Fuel. A band like yeah, I think that. Fuel's one. Yeah. And and for like the start of Beverly Hills Cop with it, the heat is on, yeah. and it's like this reeks of that time period. That's the same thing with this intro oh, yeah. song for this one. And I can't remember the fucking words of the song, but I should have wrote them down. But I did write this song reeks of the time that this movie's from. Oh uh, yeah, and it's it's a fantastic way to start the movie out. Uh, it's a great song choice. It brings me back right to that time period. What well, fuck? I must have been better off without me. Better off than now that we're here, so far away. It's like one of those type of bands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then the end, the very last song in the movie is I, uh, I could be key. Yeah. Uh, we could be heroes. That or really, dr- that really dramatic pop <laughs> cover of we, we could be heroes. We could be heroes. One thing I had that song just a little too on the nose. Yeah, it's it's, it's like much. it's like you're beating us over the, head, uh, the uh, you're beating us over the head with the fact like yeah they're heroes we get it we get it yeah shout out to the music though it was good I actually ninety nine percent of the music choice was perfect it's yeah. great great soundtrack I feel like oh yeah I also I feel like if I grew up in Florida I definitely would have failed out of college now I'd be scrubbing shit off the pop, bottom of people's boats a hundred percent that would be me you think so oh yeah I'd be living on a boat by myself borderline homeless. And I would be scraping barnacles off the bottom of people's boats. See, I said I'd be fine with living as uh, Flacco, just on a boat, or Falco, on a boat like that. Fuck it. How dare you disrespect Falco like that, I know, Flacco. I know. Yeah, Joe Flacco. But anyway, I, I would be fine. I'd, I'd be cool. Why doesn't he ever take the boat out? You never see him out on the boat, really, you know, like going around, doing cool shit. too busy scraping off of other people's boats. I guess so, finding his old trophy down there that he got drunk and threw in the fucking bay one night. Yeah, it's just his floating apartment, dude. I mean, like, he doesn't, he probably has never leave because, I mean, who knows? I'll be on my boat. Yeah. Drinking beers. Kicking back. Yeah. (laughs) He he goes full almost like Hawaiian bra accent. He goes, I'll be on my boat. 
Drinking it's beer, bear. kicking back. Yeah, bro. I also didn't. Re- so at the beginning of the movie, like, don't get me wrong, Martell's a shitty character. I don't know about the actor. I'm sure the Martell's fine. a douche. Yeah. He's a douche. So, but why is sliding considered such a pussy move? Because it's encouraged now. Like, if you don't slide, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, there's a few things in this movie that's like, uh, I don't know if that aged well with the that's uh, counterintuitive whole yeah. CTE protocol oh, what yeah. we know now. Like, uh, whenever they give uh, Flacco shit, he's like, Falco, Falco, for Falco, fuck's sake, yeah, it's written sorry. on my chest. Yeah, I should just look at that. Whenever they give Falco shit, or Gene Hackman does, and he's like, Hackman, uh, I, I can't forget that sugar ball or sugar bowl or whatever. And he's like, still got three concussions in one game to prove it. It's I wanted like, to bring that up. Did and he, he goes three concussions in one game. And Gene Hackman goes, that's why girls don't play the game. It's yeah. like I don't think that aged well for CTE or sexism. I think we've had all. some scientific data that come out that supports that. No, that's just actually being a responsible human being. Yeah, three yeah. concussions in yeah. one game. Fuck, fuck, man. dude. I just don't want. He probably can't remember how to do anything else other than scrape the shit up <laughs> of people's boats. Yeah, no shit. I mean, no. But that was my next point. Does Does Falco have CTE right now? And like, if Falco the character today. I, Probably I, so. I, I bet he does. Yeah. I bet he does. It's also weird that at the beginning, like when first when Hack when Hackman is um, Hackman hired, he's just like he's like, well, hi coach, we got to build a roster by Sunday. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I've got a list of potential players that aren't doing anything right now that I've been keeping track of over the years. What is he doing with his life? That's just what he does. He hangs out and he uh, creeps on people to see if they'd like, be a good football team. Like he knows all about these players. Like Cl- Clifford Franklin, fastest man I've ever seen, works in a uh, mini mart. Danny Bateman, he's a cop. It's like he knows all. The, like he, it's not just football stuff. He knows about their personal lives. It's just like, what are you doing, man? Well, he had a whole dossier on all of them. He did. That's a perfect word. He yeah. had. A, he had a dossier on players that played football at some point in their lives, but yeah, haven't. at any point. Yeah, it's just like, damn, dude, what are you doing, Gene? I mean, you must have enough money to just have have enough spare time to do that shit. I mean. Well, yeah, well, so at some point, you know, it's established that he's the legendary old coach or whatever the fuck. So I guess maybe that. You're Jimmy McGinty, that old coach from the 80s. Yeah, so maybe that's what he does now that he's out of football is he just fucking jerks off to players that could be in the league, but that aren't. I yeah, don't know. What do you think the Dallas fiasco was? I was right about that. Just like, especially after know. that Dallas fiasco, like they don't really they explain like yeah, he went up against an eight million dollar year quarterback, which by today's standards is Not dirt fucking yeah. cheap. I believe so. Patrick signed. Was Chase it, Daniel was making like two a year as a backup. Oh, he's making more than that. He's probably. Yeah. Made, but I think he makes four now. But so Patrick Mahomes, did he sign a 10 year deal worth yeah. 500 million? Yeah. Oh, OK. So we've. If you want to take inflation into consideration here, we've gone from paying quarterbacks eight million dollars a year to fifty yeah. million. Well, okay, he's oh, but Martell's supposed to be the best quarterback in the league. It said that. So, he is. So Pat Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. He's won two Super Bowls. He yeah, says two rings at one point. Yeah, two rings. So well, he says Super Bowl. That's what I thought was weird because they never really say NFL. But he goes, I got two Super Bowl rings. I wonder if Super Bowl's trademarked. I would think it. I was. I would think it was but, too. I mean, they. Fuck, I don't know. They said Super Bowl. Maybe they paid for it. Maybe they could they, they couldn't license NFL shit, but like just the the, the budget only could allow them to license Super Bowl. <laughs> license Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. The Hunt family let them do that. Yeah. That that, that would be who does it. Well shout out to the Hunts. It, is is the Lamar Hunt trophy? It is. No, well the Super Bowl trophy is the Lombardi trophy, but yeah. Lamar Hunt came up with the Super Bowl and the term Super Bowl. How did I how did I not know that? You did not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's all Lamar Hunt's I brainchild. I feel like a fucking idiot and a piece of shit fan right now. How did I not know that? You did not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking aw- Lamar Hunt's the best. He is the best. He's the best. Yeah. And the the reason fucking he came up legend, with it, dude. his kids had a thing called the Super Ball, and that made him think, well, let's call it the Super Bowl somehow. That's like the story about it. 
Well, that's fucking cool. I'm going to look more into this after the pod look because it up. that's really fucking cool. I Google it, bitches. Art. Romania knows what I'm talking about, but the rest of you, Google it. I'll have to get on the Google machine. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, the, what, I wrote this down. I'm being a little nitpicky here, but it's just weird. When the players are coming in first on the bus, there is that gentleman who is representing the players against the ownership. I wrote it down. Yeah, and he's like, this goes against the Constitution and, and, and the Emancipation Proclamation. Like, you're just naming historical documents that have what no... What the leaders of the National Football League have done, they've hired scabs, which goes against all the principles of our Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Emancipation Proclamation as well. He's just listing old historical documents. Like, and it, it, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's insane. Like, no, it's I not. thought it was funny. And I the 15th Amendment. It's like, what? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was funny. Exactly, because that's what he's doing. He's just fucking... He's just spouting out random shit. He's a bullshitter. Yeah, it's exactly what he is. And that actor, shout out to that actor. I like that I've actor. He's that a good actor. A stuff. I know, he's a that guy. He's known so much shit, yep. and he's good in all of it, but he's usually a kind of smaller bit role. Yeah. Bit yeah. player. Bit players, they say in the biz. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Sorry about that. Um, that was Rob, not me for the that was Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I get the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, but the Emancipation Proclamation? Uh, oh, yeah, that's that, I think that's what makes the joke, though. Okay, so it, it was intended yeah. to be a joke. Maybe, yes. okay, I, yes. I was just not, I was taking it too literally. Yes, that's, it definitely was supposed to be a joke. So are, are the people outside protesting this, are these all just players that are protesting, or some, are these fans outside? There's quite a few of them. Probably, I mean, I would imagine it's a mixture of both. Why would fans give a fuck? It's because the, they want to see their team make the playoffs and not hire replacement players, and yeah, they but, want the ownership to pay their fucking, the salaries of the players okay, that they want to be okay, fans of. Okay, okay, okay. You sold me on that. It's just weird. It's like they're throwing eggs and shit, and it's just like, what are they? Yeah, I agree with that, too. Maybe it's a union thing, too. Yeah, where it's, it's like a you're union, scab, that's true. So maybe it's yep. just a fucking union shop showing up down there, you know? Yeah, and uh, we also need to talk about the fact that Coach Leo is a super piece of shit about finding out his tight end is deaf. Oh, yeah. He's what, such an asshole about what it. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to coach a deaf player? Uh, learn to sign. Oh, horse shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, that, first of all, you were extremely rude to the guy who was like, hey, oh, where did you learn to catch like that? And he just like starts signing to him, and he just looks at him like he's a fucking asshole and walks away. Okay. And he goes, what the fuck is this? And then he goes, and he, th- he says, learn to sign like it's a horseshoe. Like, dude, the guy didn't choose to be deaf. Don't be such a fucking dick. I will say, though, that that Coach Leo is, he has some of my favorite fucking lines. In oh, the for movie. sure. He's so fucking funny. He's hilarious. But it's like, it's like someone walking up and be like, how the fuck did you hire a fucking beached whale to be my offensive coordinator? It's like, it, the, the, he's fat as fuck. And that's something he can at least control. This guy was born deaf. And he's like, how am, how am I supposed to communicate with this subhuman being. Well, he's a replacement coach, too. He doesn't call him a subhuman being. Uh, hey, I'm selling it here. Don't. don't, don't I don't know. You've yeah. got a thing with the deaf community. This isn't the first time you've brought up deaf rights and stuff like that. No, no, no. I actually was dissing the deaf community the last time I brought them okay, up. Okay, so because, now you're standing up for them. Yeah, because the deaf community was... The, the deaf community was were, were not crazy about the advancement in medical technology to eliminate deafness because they think it is ruining deaf culture. Yeah. So, like, deaf people being able to hear is a bad thing. I'm not... I, I just think that's I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I guess the coach should be willing to sign, but he's a replacement coach. He doesn't know what's going on. Ah, horse shit. The the next note I have uh cuz I'm kind of right there with you as far as we are in notes so far. Mm-hmm. So, but that deaf tight end guy, which I wish I remembered his character name. Seems Brian. 
Brian. Okay. He's Roy from The Office. Oh, and he is! Rewatching Holy it. Holy shit! It totally ruined his character for me. Because I'm just like, now you're a douche. Like, Roy's such a douche. He's Roy from The Office. You just though. ruined his character for me. Yeah. I, I thought that my, I was thinking in my head, that's probably actually a deaf guy who needed a job. No, it's Roy from The it's Office. It's fucking Roy from The Office. Exactly. I cannot believe I didn't put those two together until yep. just now. Yep. Mind fucking blown. Yep. Holy shit. Fucking it's Roy. Pam's ex from The Office. Yeah. Douchebag Roy. Oh, dude, that's, that's ruined for me now. Yeah. I like Brian. It ruined it for me upon this watching. I was like, fuck, because I just watched The Office like a year ago or so. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, God damn it. Well, yeah. and so I, I I gave Coach Leo shit for saying that, but he, he does have a point. Like, how is he... How's the deaf guy going to know the snap count? Well, and I would give Gene Hackman shit. Like, why wouldn't you tell the coach beforehand? Solid point. You know, like, like, hey, just a heads by up. The way, you have a dossier on fucking everybody. We know that the cops here. We know that Leonard uh, Leonard uh, Clifford Franklin dropped a fucking Twinkie, but we don't know that your tight end's deaf. Like, that's something that you should have on your dossier. Would have been nice to bring up before he got to the field. Yeah, and, and it's brought up later, too, that McGinty is kind of a liar about him because... Uh, whenever the coach, which I think is funny when Leo meets Nigel for the first time and he's like, I thought you told me he was built like a brick shit house. Yeah, so he's pure muscle. <laughs> yeah, pure muscle. I'm wiry. <laughs> uh, all I have is a kicker that's wiry, wiry. What, what, the, what, the, what shit the shit is that? What the shit is that? He is really so funny. He is good. legitimately funny. It, it pretty much just in that scene. Well, then again, he's like, so if anybody has any firearms, you know, turn them <laughs> in immediately. No questions asked now. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got a coach. You got a coach. Whatever the anti shout out is to whatever an anti shout out is, anti shout out to Michael Jace, who played a prisoner in this movie and is also currently serving a forty year sentence for murdering his wife. Are you serious? Yes. The guy that uh, the prisoner. The prisoner. Yeah. He's actually a prisoner now. Uh. Yep. Fuck. I didn't know that. Murdered his wife. Which. Fuck. It kind of sucks because when I first looked at him, like. All right, they just found the darkest black guy they could find to play this prisoner that's coming in as a replacement player, which is kind of sucks. But then you like learn like, oh no! But then he went to. It's like fuck you, Michael Jace. First of all, even though you were stereotypically you were stereotyped and typecast, and it was kind of a little bit racist, a little bit minorly, a little bit. Uh, then you just actually go to jail. <laughs> well, and then especially the scene when he first gets out and he's meeting the other kind of douchey coach guy that's been in a lot of things. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, he's oh, like, nice LaFleur. watch. LaFleur is that guy's name. Something LaFleur. Yeah. And he's I like, want to say Peter, but that's not it because that's dodgeball. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I almost said Peter LaFleur too. Uh, but he's like, nice watch. He's like, oh, this thing, it's a fake. Uh, you know, damn things only right twice a day. Doesn't even work. Yeah. Uh, let's get somewhere. You know, uh, out of screaming distance. Out of, out of screaming distance, or inside of screaming distance, or whatever. Uh, and it's fine. It's like, like that's kind of a fucked up scene. It's a little bit of a fucked up scene because he's supposed to play um in, intimidating and right. It's just you, you. And again, this was twenty years ago, right? Yeah. It's a long time ago. You also got Nigel people... pulling his dick out in this movie <laughs> yes. at the time too. This... So this movie's not very I'm, sensitive. I'm not super pro PC shit, but like that that sucks. And but I, I just hope we don't do that today. Like we don't just like, hey, let's find the darkest black person we can find to play the criminal, the guy who's getting out of jail. Like just I, let's just not do that. Let's uh, there's plenty of people to go to jail. Uh, okay, <laughs> dude, 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 you gotta help me out with this, Keenan. What the fuck is going on with that pro player who's protesting who always has a ridiculous cowboy hat on? 
Like at one point it's leopard print. At one point it's solid black leather. It's the same fucking hat. It's not like a regular cowboy hat. It's like a super douchey urban cowboy hat. You're talking about one of the guys in Eddie Martell's entourage. Gang? Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 from what you can tell from this movie, they essentially travel together at all times yeah. as a menacing gang because they happen to show up together. Oh, look at these motherfuckers. Like, uh, they, all the time. Hey, Falco, you're not even a has-been. You're never was. Oh, oh yeah, sweet oh, dick, oh, good man. one, Eddie. Yeah, you got him, Oh, bro. Eddie, you fucked him up, man. Hey, should I go with the leopard print hat or, like, the black hat tonight, Eddie? Dude, he looked like such a douchebag. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's- I will never have, I and I kind of do now, but I, I also have other facial hair, but I will never have just a soul patch because so of gross. Eddie Martell. It's, well, Specifically because, it's because of Eddie Martell. And one of the worst things that they call that, which I hate saying because it's the most disgusting thing, it was like, oh, you got a little flavor saver there. I'm like, flavor saver. Please never say that ever again. That's the most disgusting thing. I'm like, ugh. Like, you think I don't shower? You think I don't wipe my fucking face? It's not a flavor. Ugh. <laughs> flavor saver. It makes me think of, anyway. Yeah, I've already said this. I, I just came to school. I'm like, Brooke Langton is so smoking hot in this movie, and she's awesome. So probably around the time that you were writing that is when I took the note that the cheer auditions are so fucking funny. They're I, great. I really they're, think they're, fantastic. they're so great. They're fantastic. And the one that I've used throughout my life several times is, if I gave you a dollar, you could keep most of the change, because all I really want is a quarter back. It's funny that that was <laughs> yours, because mine was like, California oranges, Texas, Texas cactus. cactus, we think your team needs a little practice. Yeah. That girl is fucking hilarious. Oh, she's so great. And then the, even the rip them, slash them, burn them, choke them down, yeah, like that, the that goth super girl goth or whatever. Girl. Yeah. I, it's it's all very Come funny. on, boys. Let's kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you uh, can you dance? Annabelle's so good in that scene, too, though. She's so great. Oh, cats. No, pussy cats. You know, like the club down yeah, by the airport? You know the club by the airport? <laughs> Is erotic dancing a style? No, and uh, I, w- I want this on the record right now. She says, Is lap dancing a style? Uh, lap and dancing. I'm here to clear this up. It absolutely 100% is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a style absolutely a style of dancing. It takes a certain set of skills, and if you're bad at it, it's really it's it's terrible. Like you have to be able to, if you don't know how to do it, it's it's you're bad at it. It's not good. Like it's it requires practice and technique. It it's a style. I'm on the record saying it. Yeah. Yeah, I went on the record. So I was laughing. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> you wrote down. I'm going on the record. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I literally. I wanted on the record. Lap dancing is absolutely a style of dancing. Record noted. Uh, I would next thing I have. I would be super pissed off if I found out a Chiefs cheerleader was passing on information about our players to the opposite. Yeah, no to the opposing shit. team. Yeah. I would be furious. He just got dumped by his girlfriend, so he's gonna suck ass. <laughs> like, yeah. oh shit. Like, oh, I got a friend. I got a friend who cheerleads for Dallas. It's like, oh, I don't know. Do you guys have like a union too? Like, how the fuck do you know all these cheerleaders from different cities? Yeah, no joke. How are you, it's not like social media is a thing back then. Like, how do they keep up with each other? Fuck if I know, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the Cheerleader Magazine Weekly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's a little weird how much Summerall and Madden shit on Falco in the pregame because it's just it's just not believable in the fact that that's not how a pregame would ever go. I know they're trying to establish the fact that Falco's this player that's um, you know experienced a level of failure and he needs to redeem himself. All that shit, but they they like like a last chance for some. Uh, it's another chance for some, but it's the last chance for some like Shane Falco. Could you believe that beating he took in that sugar bowl for the 19th fucking time we've heard it? Oh, and there was nothing compared to some of those beatings he took up in Seattle. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I lost a load of money on the sugar bowl. Bloody. <laughs> 
You can hear the booing all the way in Wills. Or whatever. But yeah, dude, you're, you're, I'm doing Liverpool. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're, you're going, going like Ringo on me right now. Ooh, you're lucky we still let you play drums. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky we still let you play drums. <laughs> wonder if your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. What does he say before that? Shut the fuck up. Look, he's still right there. He says it so fast. I'll just sit here on my guitar quietly. The whimpers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're lucky to let you play the rooms. Okay. Um... But when they're talking shit on Falco, so that's from that first game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might be about to get to this. but No, go, please. Uh, whenever they're, they're fucking up, you know, at left and right, the huddles are going bad. Yeah. And when the owner of the team says, I've seen monkey shit fights in the zoo that were more organized than this. That's one of the lines that I just love so much. Oh, it's great. From this movie. Well, and that actor in general is great. I remember him mostly from Problem Child movies. <clears throat> He, Never saw any of them. Yeah, it may have been just barely. I know you're only three years younger than me, but I think it was just barely before your time. Mm. Like, it was a three-year, like, just right before. It was right before you. But he plays... 1990. Yeah, he plays Problem Child's grandpa. Okay. Did you believe Annabelle for one second when she said she doesn't date football players? Like, I don't date... No offense, Shane. I just don't date football players. Bitch, yes, you do. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You absolutely do. No, I I believe that she says that to football players, but only because she's dated so many that she's like, I shouldn't date football players anymore. I don't date football but what, players. What is objectively bad about being a football player? I mean, it's just... I don't know. Like It's like, but it's not like, like, I don't date alcoholics, you know? They tend to bring on a lot of tension and drama. It's like, I don't know. Like, what does being a football player have to do with anyone's personality? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing to like that. Ah, it's not like, oh, man, I can't date a smoker. You know, it's like, oh, I can't date a, a football player. It's one of my bugaboos. Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. Okay. So another question I have, and you mentioned this earlier, when there was the vomiting and they had to shift the huddle, mm-hmm. is there a rule that I'm unaware of as to why they, they can't just walk to a different place? They have to, like, maintain oh, I, the I'm, huddle as... no, probably not but hey it's the first thing that we've done together as a team the whole time it is a funny scene and i do enjoy it and I, this is why i'm saying i think a lot of this from a football technical perspective is complete hogwash yeah but uh i just i don't know if there's a rule i unaware of like why wouldn't you just walk why do you have to huddle the guy it's weird yeah and the the amount of delay of game penalty calls that they get it's like why would you not just take a time out and then Too talk straight. about it on the sideline yeah. or something you know at that Too point straight. and mcginty's just sitting there like oh come on it's like if you're a legendary coach, wouldn't you, you know, take charge of the situation in this uh, situation? At some point, is absolutely like he's getting on Shane for not getting the shit together in the huddle. But he's the man. He literally is the game manager. Yeah, he's the problem. That is entirely on his. It's that's his responsibility to make sure that if we to not let that happen. Yeah. He's this lack of leadership. No, it's just a lack of proper. Like, just do take it. And again, it's a movie, so I understand it's complete hogwash. Yeah. Uh. Real quick, before uh, we get too far from the first game, because yeah. the very first game. Oh, I'm, I'm still on the first game. Oh, yeah, but before they run out, or like when they're running out of the tunnel, you see the cord that trips up Danny Bateman, who then takes out the cheerleaders. Yeah. And then, so you see the string. It's like, all right, they're going to get tripped up. But then it cuts to Martell sitting in the fucking parking lot, <laughs> like holding the string, <laughs> like reeling it in. <laughs> and it's like. How the fuck is he all the way in the parking lot? And the ba- his back is to the stadium. He's, like, watching it on a TV like an evil mastermind. He just did it just the right <laughs> like, time. Just how the, the fuck is that cord going that far? And that and it's that taut that it will trip Danny Bateman all the way from the tunnel to the fucking parking lot. He probably, if he's not a current employee of the team, he probably shouldn't have access to the facility. Exactly. <laughs> I guess it was pre-9-11, so maybe shit wasn't as locked down then. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Yeah, right? Like masturbating on an airplane. 
Thanks a lot. I'm not pretty sure that's illegal too, Alan. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Uh, and then when you were talking about the puke and then moving away, whenever <laughs> they puke in uh, Clifford Franklin's like, we got to move or I'm going to puke too. I happened to be eating dinner while I was watching oh. that scene. Ugh. And it was the first time probably in my life that something as I was eating actually grossed me out to where I gagged. Like the puke was it looked a little, like, it was chunky enough. It, it looked like super chunky New England clam chowder. Yeah, and it, yeah, chunky enough and that beige-ish color enough that I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up now. Pretty yeah. gross. Yeah, I think that's a sign I'm getting older. It's like Shifts. chunks of bananas in yeah. it or something. I'm starting to get grossed out by shit I watch on movies and TVs while I'm eating. No, I mean, I don't think that's a getting older thing. I think it's just like a, everyone has visceral reactions to gross to, things. It used to not bother me, but nowadays, I'm, you know. Well, I mean, it probably didn't help you were eating. I mean, Yeah, like, I was eating yeah, at the time. Your brain's so that in a is different a mind space when yeah. you're doing that. Yeah. And puke bothers me, if I'm being honest. It's weird It's weird that, that puke, like, that's why I have so much respect for medical professionals and nurses, because bodily fluids, vomit, shit, piss, that, that shit grosses me out, and they're like, they can just deal with it, so... God bless those people, man. Yeah. If I smell puke, I'm puking. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I would be Clifford Franklin I would in the huddle. A thousand percent. I, I am going to throw up too. I, I would vomit. I would vomit. I would go exorcist on everyone's ass in that huddle if I was right next to Clifford Franklin vomiting. Yeah. Oh. But then I guess that's another funny part with Leo and uh, uh, Thunder Scott. What, I can't remember his uh, character's name, but... Uh, the sumo wrestler guy. Oh yeah, Nundeska. You're you know you're a crazy some bitch. You know how I know you're a crazy some bitch? Because only a crazy some bitch would eat eggs before a game. So is that? Come on, coach, drive the book up. It's good for you. Uh, is that specific to eggs in general, or is there something? Is it just eating in general before a game? I would imagine just eating in general. But then again, Marshawn Lynch was eating Skittles during the game and running all those touchdowns. So yeah, who knows? Skittles is a special player though. Yeah. I love his new commercials with Subway. He's like, you want to go pro like Marshawn Lynch? I'm like, I want to go pro like Marshawn Lynch. I feel like him doing those commercials now He's is such so a funny. fuck you to the NFL, though, because he was like, I wouldn't do your shit for you, but look at me now. Yeah, I'll, his yeah. Time. yeah good for him. Everyone I, loves Marshawn. I love Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's great. Okay, so we need to talk about Falco's inability to be a good football player because he's objectively a bad football player. Oh, yeah. He has a really bad fumbling problem. I think his first game fumbled two times, threw for no touchdowns, and somehow they barely lost the game. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to point that out. Falco would, I mean, yeah. When Eddie Martell crossed the picket line, based off Falco's numbers from this movie, people would be like, fuck yes, thank God. Yeah, now, They yeah, wouldn't be absolutely. all pissed off that the best quarterback in the league is coming back. They'd be like, oh, Falco's numbers have been pretty terrible, and he's made objectively terrible decisions with the football. To play devil's advocate, though. Please do. Think about the 1997 season. It's not just the same, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, we got Elvis Gerbach that we're yep. playing money for, or yep. paying money for. He gets injured. Rich Gannon ends up leading that team to a 13-3 and season. Yeah, Gannon was great that year. Yeah, and then the first round of the playoffs, fucking started Marty Gerbach. started Gerbach, and we, we lost, lost to the goddamn Denver Broncos. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were wearing oil slick in that game. Look it up. Fuck you, Denver Broncos, and your fans. We have no fans in Denver. I want that's that on the record, sucks, too. Fuck you, Denver Broncos, and your fans. And fuck the Broncos. We can extend that to the Vegas Raiders, too, I think. Yeah. And uh, while we're at it, the Chargers. Anybody in the AFC West, it's mm, not me. Not, I'm not. You know I'm, what I'm saying? If I have to pick one team, I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's the Chargers. Like, Broncos, I want nothing to do with the Broncos. Yeah, but when Broncos. they were good with Phillip Rivers and LaDainian Tomlinson, fuck them. Yeah, that was, yeah I guess it's, I'm, I'm far enough removed from that now where yeah. I just kind of left my mind. But, but they were good in my lifetime, and it sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was looking down. There was a breakdown to who's won the AFC West the last 30 years, and I think the Chiefs have done it. 11 times there we go baby 
So that's good news. That's good news for Kansas City fans. <clears throat> we need to talk about the cheerleaders' outfits because they're horrendous. <laughs> I thought they were fine. They're wearing collars, dude. I mean, that are exposing their boobies. You know, no, the tits look great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just that the, there's like this weird dotted lining in it, and there's the weird collars. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I'm not going to go out and buy one for myself anytime soon, but, you know. Like, I think th they would have looked 27% better just without the collar. Just don't wear the weird collar. It's weird. Just have it be all red. No, no, no. Just don't. You know what I'm talking about. They had, like, these collars on. Oh, the choker thing. Yes, the choker oh, thing. The collars. Okay. Yeah, they look like they were fucking pets or something, man. They need to have, like, their name tags oh, on Oh, but their, those were big in those days, rabies man. rabies shots. Those oh. were big in those days. Or, those and, were, you okay. Were, yeah, those were big. So maybe I'm just... Not for cheerleaders necessarily, but I think it was like a... You used the word slut earlier, so I'll say I think it was kind of like a slutty thing. And they're kind of trying to... That, that's true. You know, and you know I, think, I think it still is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I in that side. My next note is like the that that the sluttier slut with the long straight hair. The sluttier slut. <laughs> that, Jesus Christ! Wait, where are you going, number forty-two? Uh, she definitely sucks a lot of dicks and smokes a lot of cigs. Jesus, that Christ. should be a T-shirt. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, it's all funny games. <laughs> it's all funny games. Um. All right, keep keep going, keep going. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I do have a question as to whether or not the protesting pro players always just travel around with each other as kind of like a, like a, like the like the Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, like they're always just walking into a bar and being like, "Oh, well, look who it is." When you're red jet, you're red jet from your first cigarette. Anyway, to your last day and day. Yeah, I yeah, they kind of were like a little bit of a gang there. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's just it, and it was just a pack of douchebags led by Eddie Martell. And his crazy, slick back, nasty hair. He kind of looks like, he reminds me of Tom Brady. I don't know why. This yeah. is the hair. He also plays, uh, that actor who plays a character called Goodwin in Lost. And he's such a douchebag in that show, too. I think that guy might just be typecasted. Yeah, way. if I see that guy in anything, and based on this movie, I'm just assuming that he's going to end up being a bad guy. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He has a villain. He has a villainous face. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like how I felt about John Bernthal for forever because he always mm -hmm. ended up being the bad guy. Well, that part of the reason was because he was a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we might have said this last week, but we in did. Wind River, when he wasn't a bad guy, it still blew my mind. Spoiler alert again for that movie. It, also, if you haven't seen Wind River, watch that movie. It's yeah. fucking great. It's a few years old now. What are you doing with your life? We need, uh, next thing we need to talk about is McGinty's coaching style. I would say it's definitely more philosophical and not so much x's and o's yeah i mean he's got it he's got like winners a, want the ball with the game on the line that's exactly my point he's got like this great introspective metaphor or like precious moments quote for every kind of situation but he's never offered much from like a technical coaching perspective you don't like you know he doesn't he's never like talking about footwork he's never talking about tackling techniques he just well he gets danny bateman all fired up go give me the ball yeah. i'll get you the ball i'll get you the ball he's like a phil jackson it's yeah, like, there you go. This theory is only confirmed by the fact that he wants to put a play in the playbook where the quarterback throws the football against the opposite the opposing <laughs> team's player's helmet. I don't remember that from the playbook. <laughs> maybe we should add it. But the thing is, at first I thought, well, maybe he's just joking. He looked dead serious. Like, oh yeah, that's a terrible play. That oh, would yeah. that would that play would be effective. 0.001% of the time. That's the only time that play would ever work ever again. The fact it worked one time is a fucking miracle. Sorry. <clears throat> okay, so we were talking about McGinty and his coaching ability. I This is another question that I have about his coaching uh, technique, style, if you will. Why is Falco on special teams during an onside kick? 
I thought the same thing. And then later in the game, when he's holding the the extra point or whatever for Nigel, yep, he's, the he's field goal, a placeholder like, as well. He basically plays in all three phases of the foot. I mean, he, he he may as well have started linebacker too. I mean, <laughs> he played every other phase of the ball. I mean, it, it also yeah. that that which also I have questions about Danny. And I, he clearly plays both sides of the ball. He plays linebacker and running back. And yeah, also but that special happens teams. sometimes. Uh, Jared Allen used to come in for offense every now and, and then. You don't you know? see that anymore, though. It's yeah. the, you, these players are too valuable. I mean, you're, the the investment's too vast to just put them out there on all three phases of football. Yeah, but this this is also the NFL for like from twenty years ago. True, but even no. twenty years ago, I don't think they did it. Yeah, I don't know. Like Dan, Danny Bateman literally butches. I guess is that Patrick Bateman's older brother who got into football and not psychopathy. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, so Danny Bateman does play all three phases he plays spec teams defense and offense yeah yeah so that's crazy good for good for you danny i love good for danny you. good for you thanks i'm unsure as to why hackman felt like he needed to fire falco even if he decided not to start him wouldn't they still need a backup quarterback well hackman didn't fire him uh the mm, other guy no fired him. i think he did because he said he had it in writing which i read as a contract contractually he can't tell what McGinty what he can do with his roster, right? That was the impression I got. So he just followed the owners. Well, no, uh, the owner anyway. kind of guilt tripped and was like, "You got to think of the other guys in the roster." And in real life, obviously, you would start at the best quarterback in football over Shane Falco. But yeah, in the spirit of this movie, if he didn't want to fire him, he didn't have to fire him. And honestly, he he didn't even even if he wanted to start him, he could have been a backup. Like that's that's essentially what he was. Yeah, he just instead of being a kicking back. Drinking beer in his boat, he you know just drove to the stadium at halftime. So I don't understand why he like wasn't on the sidelines in uniform. Yeah, and then whenever he gets there, uh, Hackman's like, "Hackman, what took you so long? Traffic. Traffic. Uh, what took me so long is you fired me and you told me not to come to the game, but then I saw you guys getting your fucking ass kicked, so I figured I'd come down here and show you what's up." Yeah, he goes, "It's been a privilege." It's like, okay, to me that means you're done. Yeah. And he says it's over, which means like why he would definitely still be on the rosters of ACA. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And uh, Jesus Christ, we get it. Jimmy McGinty isn't a conventional guy. Stop saying that. I think they used the exact same line like three from Pat times. Summerall where he says, Jimmy McGinty is far from a conventional coach. We know that. He, he With a one game on the line, he wants to go for it. Yeah. They, I think they used that exact same audio twice. At least, at least, at least twice. twice. Maybe yeah. three times. And yeah, they definitely drill that in your head. There's definitely no way any fan base would be super excited about uh, a replacement quarterback <clears throat> starting after the half when your Super Bowl winning best quarterback and like this fan base goes, I, yeah, Falco. If you're a Super Bowl winning one, maybe if you throw that in there. But I will say, Two I remember, I remember the Trent Green versus uh, Damon Heward days in Kansas City. You know, I was on the Trent train. Ten I was too, but people Damon's were super fine. excited that's about Damon Heward. The man. Dumbest, that's the dumbest shit I'm ever. I'm just saying, Damon I remember Heward, it happened with the Chiefs. Damon Heward was fine. Trent Green was better. It's like the Brody Croyle, Tyler Thigpen days. For as good as the Chiefs are now, and for all of you that are out there and like, fuck these Chiefs fans. I've lived through some dark fucking days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been a Chiefs fan my entire goddamn all, life, all my and I've life. lived through some dark days. It just so. because we won one Super Bowl, and we've got, you know, Pat's been on a tear the last two, three years now. It's just like, yeah, yeah man, you understand what we went through. Like, the Browns, the Bills, the, the Bills are the fucking NFL darling, and it pisses me off. 
the Chiefs. I'm, I'm sorry. The Chiefs were three years ago. I'm, I'm going. I'm going back in a rant here. Just a quick little tangent. I'm so fucking angry at sports media because that's something I should be angry about. Um, yeah, man. It's it's all about how oh, you know, all I've heard about Big Cat today was like, yeah, don't be surprised the Bills blow out the Chiefs on Sunday. It's like, and then you know. PFT was like, well, yeah, if, if Pat Mahomes was like, no, even if Mahomes plays, like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. That is not, like, that's not a hot take. That's that's a fucking Skip Bayless stupid take. That's just <laughs> dumb. Like, you, oh, you think Patrick Mahomes starting in Kansas City, Brandon Allen, because he's looked super, he scored, what, 10 points last week? He put up 10. His defense put up 7. Right. If you put up 10 points against the Chiefs, you're not going to win. That's, anyway, sorry, I'll, I'll get off that. It's fucking, it fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, okay, maybe you can explain this to me, Keenan, because I've had this question my entire life, and I thought maybe I'm not understanding the scenario correctly. How does Shane scoring a touchdown instead of Nigel kicking a field goal save his pub from the Lone Sharks, right? Because Don't know. It bothered me this time, too. You're supposed to throw the game, and they're not going to just be like, well, you tried. It wasn't your fault that the, 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 the My assumption is maybe, maybe they had points on them tying the game and it going to overtime. Okay, maybe. I mean, I mean, that's the only thing I could think. And he's like, if I hit this kick, you know, they'll they'll break my fucking legs, <laughs> pretty much. Or they'll then, take and, his cup away. And then he, no, they'll take his pub away, and then he then he broke oh, his pub. arm anyway. Yeah, no. You saved my life, Shane. I don't know. I've I've never understood that. Bollocks. I knew I understood that the guys were gonna break his fucking arm if he made a kick, but I didn't understand why. Yeah, I I just didn't. I, I mean, I got the loan shark aspect, but it, it's not. So the outcome. Depends. I mean, that's specific betting to go on. That's not yeah. win-loss. You have to be like, oh, they're probably taking the over-under. Right, so or what, like a prop right. bet that because it was going to be tied. What are the odds that he's in a position to do that in the game? Like, that's right. a stupid... Like, exactly. If, if you're trying to fix that game, you're a bad fixer. Or maybe because he broke or his arm, he had one. to go to the hospital so they couldn't break his arm after the... He's not worried game. about his well-being. Know. He's worried about them taking his pub. Yeah, I have no and idea. And I think, based on the outcome of the game... They're still taking his pub. Yeah, I have no idea. So, I don't know. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll, That'll do. do. Fuck you, cockroach. You'll have to find your dick first, Shamu. <laughs> That's good. I've got a couple more. Are yep, you done I'm, with no, your I'm done. Go. All right. Uh, the only the only couple notes that I have left, and I'm doing it off my phone, so I'm not able to cross it out. So, give me a second here. No, take, no, take your time. Um, We're good. We are. Dinner, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, yeah. So, first off, I want to give a shout out, and I already kind of did, but specifically here's the shout out moment to the song i will survive sure uh i bought the soundtrack for this movie gloria gainer uh, i have it on cd somewhere yeah gloria oh. gainer we knew that don't listen back to the uh yeah, earlier we, part we of the totally podcast it we wasn't totally aretha that. franklin yeah and i know it's aretha for the record but anyway uh rob does too um, I, do, I do know <laughs> so shout out to that song that's good and um but in the scene when um orlando or clifford Franklin puts it on and he starts singing it in the jail cell and everyone's starting to sing. There's a cut and it's kind of foreshadowing Nigel's sexual preferences and his tendencies. There's a cut when Nigel's just in the background and he just grabs his dick and balls and is like scratching him so bad. He's just in the background, but he's just adjusting his fucking shit. Have you have you noticed that? Yeah. I, I've noticed that at, at a young age. I was like, what the fuck's up with that? And I noticed it again tonight when I was watching the movie and I was like, 
they had to have seen that. I'm not the only person that's seen that, and it had to have been an editing choice to leave that in there. Well, no, I. I well, so then you wonder if he was directed to do that or no, not. Well, no. Well, first off, here's what I really think. I think that Reese got really into the role and and, and, uh, and decided that you know his character, his character Nigel, had some strange proclivities to his his uh, dick and balls. So <laughs> so balls. he was going to make sure that that was kind of you know, a really uh, an element of his character that was that was highlighted throughout the film. I think that yeah, was a choice. Yeah. And I think the editor. We're like, yeah, we like this choice. Let's. This suits him perfectly. Yeah. We, we want to leave that in there. He shows his dick. I, I, I would wager that I think even the, all the flashing. I don't. I bet none of it was scripted. I bet he's just like he's just doing it. Kind of going method. He's like, this is my character. This is what he would do. And he just goes. And I bet he really showed his dick. I bet he wasn't wearing a sock. Oh, you think so? Oh, I bet. I bet he showed his real dick. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and then the the, the director said, I like the choice. Reese, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And the editor was like, okay, man, we're keeping it in. We're filming this in the year 1999. That shit's not weird yet. It's keep not weird. doing it. Yeah, it's totally, this is pre, this is pre Louis C.K. getting canceled. So it's like, it's all, like, it, it's defense. still weird. He it's wasn't, still weird. He wasn't masturbating, but he was definitely showing his dick yeah, a lot. It's still weird to do, but, you know, it's still, I guess, accepted in mainstream no, culture. It, well, it, we, it what was, a weird fucking life. We, we could really still talk. play it off as a joke back then, but now that we realize that it, it's not a joke, it's really actually kind of fucking weird. Yeah, it's pretty assaulting. But that being said, this movie, it is, I think, I, this movie still kind of captures, like, the the funny, like, I, I don't watch it and think, oh, what a fucking creep. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. But it, it does stand out to me way more watching it on this viewing than it ever did in the past. Yeah, I'll tell you, the one scene that I didn't write down that I should have that really stood out to me was what happened to that poor uh, sideline reporter who was going back in the locker room and talking to people. And oh, yeah. Clifford Franklin was showing his dick. Uh, you know, cheers, bibs, cheers, bibs, and it's uh, it, he's it, holding his balls, like holding yeah, his balls yeah. and like a beer, it, holding his holding his balls, holding a beer, wearing a football helmet, and smoking, and smoking a, cigarette. a cigarette. Yeah, it's so to an extent, it's actually kind of a baller move. Like I kind of respect it, but also it's pretty predatory. It's very predatory, very predatory. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's the character of Nigel breaking down for you or broken down for you. Um, the last couple notes I have. He finished is, second for me in drinking buddies, just so we're clear. Okay. Oh, finished second. He's <laughs> second. not the first. He finished right. second. You'll have to stay tuned to the end of the podcast yeah. to get Rob's real drinking buddy here on Real Buzz Higgs. Um, I wrote down that uh, I'd like, I've always liked the commentary during the scene as every breath and take is creepy. playing. It's a really creepy song. And uh, Falco's making his moves on Annabelle for the first time. Yeah, and, and then, then he's like, Pat Summerall's quarter. Falco's yeah. been shut down by this defense all day. What is he going to do? I swear he's got to go for it, Pat. Like, I always like that overlay in that commentary. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and that, it's a good transition. That's good editing and writing. Yeah, that's good stuff. But what I could have done without, so overall, I don't mind the love story between Martel, or between uh, Falco and Annabelle. Not at all. Um, I think some of it gets a, you know, whatever, whenever he's like, There's a cheese you factor. give me strength. Oh, I wanted to punch <laughs> like, that's, like That's the one right. line where I'm like, oh, why wasn't this cut? This yeah. is so, it's not, it's not, it's off character. It doesn't make any sense. But then to Annabelle's character and her credit being the cool person she is, he's like, you give me strength. And she's like, you're late for work. Like, that's a cool line. For that's him. a good line. Yeah. But he should have said something like, Chicks dig scars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check out my scars. Glory lasts forever. You late for work, babe. You got grape tits. Yeah, no, like that. no that, that's perfect. It's perfect. So, so let's let's replay this out. So yeah, he comes up and he goes. And They're making out, and John Madden's thing. going. I think he's necking with that uh, cheerleader. And the, the, the one thing is, instead of saying you give me strength, he just goes, "Your tits look great." Like that's <laughs> that's what he's got to say. Oh, you're late which, for work. For, yeah. Which, for the record, they do absolutely look great throughout the entire. Absolutely. Film. Just, I mean, they're not they're not the largest, which is fine. 
It's not always about size. <laughs> it's not always about size. It's about it's about perkiness. Were they built for built for speed or built for comfort? These things Come were on. built for you speed. About them? They were they were built for speed, but they were still great. Like that was that was still like a class A speed built, like you know, like Mercedes A class. Like it was they were built for speed. And they were they were awesome. They're they're very aerodynamic. Couldn't afford a car, so she named a daughter Alexis. It's a good Kanye line. That is. Oh, um, wait, well, hold on. So now that we're talking about the relationship, I did have one thing that I didn't think about. How does Martel know about their? Well, relationship? Well, that's my last line. Okay, is yeah. I could have done without Martel being like, "You're not good enough for Falco." It's like. What the? Where did this come First from? First of all, I don't know how you know about that. Yeah. Second of all, it's not even established that you two know each other. Mind your fucking business, Eddie. Yeah, That's dude. what I would say. It, it's almost like he had that sort of attitude, like he had once been with her and was like pissed off that Falco's now with well, her. Well, hold on. Hold on. Maybe that's why she doesn't date football players. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We're coming full circle. Maybe We're coming full circle. That makes sense. She used, and she says her dad used to be a big fan of the Washington Sentinels, you know, so maybe she used to bang Eddie Martell. Okay. Then it went south. I've never thought about it that deep because it did bother me when well, he said that. And I was like, why the fuck do you, why, why are you bringing up this mellow drama and this bullshit? I'm actually a really big, since I'm such a big fan of Annabelle and of oh, the character, I just, I'd like to think that she has better judgment than to ever be with a guy like Eddie Martell. Maybe she really liked his flavor saver. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe Martell's like He's a psycho. Two Super Bowls. That's true. That is true. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. If you've won two Super Bowls, you probably ha have license to be a complete asshole and still date really hot chicks. But I will say, she does seem super down to earth, so I'd hope she would not date Eddie it, Martell. It, it doesn't seem like but, it's her know. character. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Her and Falco fall in love hard, though, you know? I wish... You, you give me strength. Yeah, that's a terrible one. Thanks for the yam jam, or whatever the fuck she uh, put on him. Yeah, wild Smells yam. Smells like yams. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wild yam. Yeah, so, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, there's part of me that, like, is still kind of pissed off that, that, this, um, that, this, uh, that both actors didn't actually end up together in real life. <laughs> like they, I feel like they, they had good chemistry. They had such good, like Brooke Langton and Keanu Reeves should have been married after this movie and had like five kids. And I mean, and, and, and then Keanu still has his career trajectory because I, I love them together. Yeah. And we've done four five, however many Keanu movies now. And I will say it's not seems like he's, he's definitely got more uh, chemistry with her than he did with Trinity in Tons. the matrix. Oh, way more, way more. Yeah. And for sure more than either of the chicks in uh knock, knock. <laughs> Well, I don't you know? think they were supposed to have a lot of chemistry there. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. That was more of a you know lust I mean. kind of situation. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know how people are, mostly girls, are, like, super upset that, like, Ross and Rachel aren't together in real life? That's how I am with uh, with Annabelle and, and uh, Shane Falco. I think that they were match made in heaven. I think they deserve each other, and I think they should they should be a couple. I think they should be married. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with it. Come on, Keanu. Yeah. Come on, Keanu. And you, come on, Brooke. You're single. You both are single right now. Well, I don't, actually, I don't think Keanu is single. It's weird. I think he's actually dating someone that's older than him, which is, you know, off character for a Hollywood superstar. That's fine. I'm good with it. Good for him, man. Yeah, good it's, for him. It's love the one you're with, man. If, it, if, if that person makes you happy, who fucking cares what anyone else thinks? Yeah, I think there's a song that says something about that. Love the one you're with? It, yeah. yeah, it does. There is. If you can't be with the one that you met sometime at Love the, the one you're with. Well, actually, that's with. shitty advice. Yeah, I don't that, know. It's terrible. That's, that's if like you listen saying, to the song, yeah, yeah, it's that's terrible. like, hey, man, just uh, settle. Just fuck it, settle. It's like, oh, you, you didn't, you, you like her, but you, she's all right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. She doesn't like you, so fuck who you can. <laughs> <laughs> fuck some fat chicks. Okay. Oh. Do you know what time it is? Get up. It's time for tipsy trivia. That's pretty good. That's I, think, pretty I, think good. That was, I think that was solid. All out. I give it a, uh, a, an 8.9 out of 10. All out. All right. 
This is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film, and we do have five this week. I know. All right. I know. I kind of skipped out of my duty. Back with last five week. again, maybe. Yeah, and if Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun. He doesn't, and vice versa. Number one, but inevitably, we'll end up shotgunning. Number one, true or false? Keanu Reeves scored a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens while filming this movie. False. It's true. Damn it. I don't know what that means exactly. Like, I think it more of like a like a. You probably just did a practice with them, right? Like more of like a like a ceremonial kind of thing, not like an official. Yeah, yeah you know, have you seen this Keanu guy play quarterback? He looks like he could. Well, actually. he was Johnny Utah too. You know, didn't you say in that trivia that he did play some football or something? It's a perfect segue to our next question, number two, over under two and a half. How many times has Keanu Reeves played a former Ohio State quarterback? Oh shit! Fuck. Well, I know. You know, there's two. two times. You know, there's two. Uh, I'll say under because I know two, but I don't know. It is under. It's, okay. it's the two. All he right. was Johnny Utah, the former Ohio State quarterback. And, and there's actually fan theories out there that Johnny Utah just changed his name to Shane Falco, and this is like a continuation of that character. So he's still the FBI guy. Yeah, no. Well, he's undercover, right? So there's a, <laughs> there's a big drug sting in the NFL that he's trying to uh, expose, and he but he's good enough where he you know can actually play still. So he's a replacement player, and Jimmy McGinty is actually a heroin dealer. But everyone just knows him as Falco anyway in no, the I know, entire but movie. It, because, well, you don't understand, Keenan. Um, the, the, during the Sugar Bowl, that's when he changed his name, right before the Sugar Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Johnny Utah's like that's like his, like his. I don't know. I, this this theory's blowing up. <laughs> yeah, that theory sucks. Is okay. that a real theory, or did you just make that up? No, I just made that up. Okay, okay, right, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, number three, Fumiko's war cry "Nandeska" translates to what in Japanese? Is it A, I'm hungry, B, move, bitch, C, what is this, or D, suck my dick? I'm I'm gonna guess I'm hungry. Mm, the answer is C. What is this? What is this? Huh? I, it's just like they found a cool Japanese sounding word and just started shouting it. Like, what does that mean? Like, what is this? Like, Thunder Sky. Sounds like a great kind of work ride. Like after you've triumphed over that your was opponent. probably something that one of the riders was high and he was <laughs> like Thunder Sky, and they were like, that means what is this? And he's like, what is this? And they were like, oh, let's put that in the movie. It's a great question. Very philosophical. What is this? Over under number four. Uh, so you're um, Numer, fear. one for three. So I don't think I said numerines. You didn't. You went for three, though, so you got to get these two next two right. Yep. Over under 25 pounds, how much weight did Reeves gain for the role of Shane Falco? Under. It was under, 23 pounds. All right. 23 pounds. We're going right. to make this fifth question interesting, boys and gals. And unfortunately, I made, I, you might know this, actually. Oh, you made it difficult. It's a little difficult, but, you, right. but you might know this. You actually might know this. Let me dig into the... Bank of my memory. Nigel hits a 65-yard field goal to win the game at the end of the movie. What is the longest NFL field goal in history? It's fairly recent. I say recent, less than 10 years ago. You got an over-under for me? No, no, no. I, I, it's, I, I guess I can, but it's just... Uh, is it 62 yards? It's very close. 63? Yeah. Fuck. It's 63. No, I'll give that to you, man. That's really close. Do you know who, do you know who kicked it? Brandon McManus? No. Uh, right team, though. Uh, 63 yards, Matt Prater, Denver Broncos, 2013. All right. Was that the Tebow game? Well, Tebow ended up winning that Steelers game okay, with so, a play in overtime, sure, but maybe so, that sent them to overtime. Okay. It could have. Yeah, I should have looked into more what of that. What year did you say? 2013. That would have been Tebow time. That would have been around Tebow time. Well, and I was driving back to college. I remember that Tebow game. I stopped at Rumors when it was still Rumors. Now it's a Summit Bar and Grill and they Summit. Yep. I was heading back. And I stopped to watch the end of the game, 
and Tebow just fucking I couldn't believe you won, won it, it right yeah, away. You won a playoff I was like, game. well, God fucking damn it. How is he not a backup in the league at all? I, mean, I was cheering for the Steelers at that time. Uh, That's when the Chiefs sucked. Yeah, they oh they were awful. That was like right before Andy Reid got around here. Uh, 2013 might be his first year. I think okay, it was. but we didn't make the playoffs the first year. I don't think. Ooh, I think you're right. Or we did, and no, we lost. No, we did. I we, 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 we no, I remember this. We did, and we lost. I think this is the year we lost in epic fashion to Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. God fucking damn it! Up yeah. like 27 points. Actually, that checks out. Yes, that definitely yeah, checks it, out. The but there was the he fumbled to himself in the end zone. We were up by 28. And we ended and we up lost. losing. Yeah, yeah, and we lost because yeah. well, because Jamal Charles got a concussion and had to go out of the yeah. game like the second quarter, and he was being he was very effective. Oh yeah, L- sorry guys, Hall of Famer Jamal Charles. Yes, NFL Hall of Famer. Yes, all right, I think so, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely a Chiefs Hall of Famer. Oh, with Ring of Honor oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, no, I think I think he's Hall of Famer, like Priest Holmes, uh, Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, sorry with all the Chiefs talk. If you're not, I'm not. In, into football. Actually, I'm not sorry. I just it's NFL playoffs. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't like that kind of shit, just don't listen to us. We you don't want get you. Get out. You can take kind of the year kind around here. Except for you, Romania. Stay around. I yep. love you, baby. Sorry, Romania. You're probably gonna have a tough time with this sode. That's what that's what I call episodes for short. I call them sodes. You call them sodes. I do. Not yeah. really. Just I just did that. I'm not gonna do that anymore. All right, moving on to drinking buddies, drinking friends the character we would choose from the film to get irresponsibly shit-faced drunk shy vote if you will and i will with uh my drinking buddy is danny bateman nigel's a very close second but danny bateman's my drinking buddy okay so you're gonna drink with the unhinged police officer fuck yeah dude he seems like a blast so my drinking buddy is clifford franklin uh, it's a good I, choice. A lot I of like, great choices in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you a lot could, of great choices. Really can't go wrong. Keanu Reeves would be great. Keanu would be great. Gene Hackman would be great. Hackman. Any of the cheerleaders would be great. Uh, John Madden, Pat Summerall, great, great, great. But Clifford Franklin specifically, he likes to get drunk and sing songs. It seems like that is true. And that's something that I really enjoy doing myself. Wasn't that weird when they they were at a like a. a an open public bar, but they were all just drinking bottles of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, did, you just, did you buy the bottle? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you can't drink from the bottle in a bar. Who played this song? I put on the Commodores. That this shit, shit just, just came, came on. on. <laughs> you were hiding behind the jukebox. <laughs> oh, you're the man today, Clifford Oh, you were the man today, Clifford Franklin. <laughs> you were hiding behind the jukebox. Yeah. That was, that was bad, too. That was almost Scott. That was weird. Hey, at first, I admit, shit, I was afraid. I was petrified. Shit, I was petrified. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out to this movie. Good yeah. movie. All right. So we have Rotten Tomatoes over under as I'm now Rotten going tomatoes. as I'm going to do it from now on after Chris inadvertently did it last week and not a British accent, but just like a British uh, ca- cadence. Cadence. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't that's know. the word. Yeah. I think that's the word you were looking for. Critics. I will set the over under at a 40 percent. Over 41 percent. Oh, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not even adhering to yeah, the mic. That wasn't even, I mean, my God. I'm not even trying. You're like Howard Stern on the microphone. Yeah, now. I am. Audience, I will set at a 67%. Oh. Over. Under, 66%. Fuck you, audience. I agree. I don't... I, I Okay, so here are my thoughts on this. I understand from a critical perspective why they're like, eh, I don't like this. Yeah. But like as an audience member, like a regular Joe who watches movies, I think this movie's fucking awesome. If you don't... Get the fuck out, man. Go, this movie's very funny. Go watch your snooty movies. This this fucking movie rules. I think this movie could work for 
sports fans or just fans of comedy movies. That's why the movie is great. Because and it's also got some rom-com in it. You, you know, you don't have to love and enjoy football to enjoy this movie. Right. That's that's the sign of a great movie. Like if you're actually if you're a football buff and you enjoy football, you probably don't like this movie. Right. As much. Like you said, they're they're drop kicking people and shit like that. Yeah. That's not happening in the it's NFL. Ridiculous. It's like the second half they come out against Dallas and they're like. Fuck it, we can only get personal fouls one time, so let's just beat the shit out of the entire team. Kick ass on three! How many punches are thrown in this movie? He gets a lot. punched by his own teammate it, at one point in I time. had a big problem with punching helmets. Like, that's not yeah, going that to do hurt. anything. Yeah, it would you hurt your fist. There? It wouldn't hurt the guy wearing the helmet. It's a dumb yeah, thing to do. That's, that's counterintuitive. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. IMDB is a... Ooh, I didn't pay enough attention. Uh, 6.7? 6 6.6? 6 6.6, all right. My Real Buzz ranking, I give this 4.5 out of 5 beers. Yeah, I'll I'll second that. I will say four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five beers. Uh yeah, I could be convinced to go down to four, but my own personal bias will bump it up half a notch. Nah, I, I really like this movie. I, I'm gonna give it, it might be a nostalgia effect for me too, because this brings me back to like yeah. oh man, I, was, I, I really like this movie. Four out of five beers. The last four point five out of five beers. The last time I watched this movie before this time, uh I watched it with my dad. I remember that. So Oh yeah, you know, by the it was way. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah. I saw that halfway through, but I didn't want to stop the things to say. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything else from you, Keenan? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Watch this movie. Uh, you know, it is on Amazon Prime to rent for two ninety nine in HD. That's a hell of a deal. Keenan, I believe you watched this on Hulu. Is that what? No, no, no. No, Sling. So, so I have Sling okay. TV, so you can you can get it on demand with TBS through Sling if you have Sling. Yeah, don't Blue. do that. Too many commercials. Uh, it was too many commercials. Two ninety nine. For HD, normally HD is three ninety nine. So go yeah, on so Amazon Prime. Yeah, check this out. Great movie. Uh, if you're a fan of football, if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of uh, people flashing their penises, Keanu Reeves. If you're a fan of Keanu Reeves, yes, exactly. If you, it, it's a great movie, I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, or if you're a gainer, or if you have seen it, watch it. I highly recommend watching it again. Yeah, rewatch it. See watch if you it think again. It aged as well. I think this movie still holds up. Oh, and that's perfect. Strong, it's great. That's probably the biggest compliment I can give it. Is it holds up? It still made me laugh. It's a little different with today's NFL and the CTA, CTE and all that shit and yeah. all the sexual things that we've had happen in the NFL. Some yep. of the shit didn't age necessarily well, but in terms of the jokes and all that stuff, I think it still paced yep. really well. I'm not going to retroactively cancel yeah, anyone. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's a good it's, movie. That's a ridiculous thing to do. It's a funny movie. And thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. Keenan, take us out. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Shouldn't have done that with an accent. Oh, thank you.